You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you're listening to this in real time, we are on the fourth weekend of July. If you're listening to this and the date has passed, totally okay, because the information will still be relevant. So in the United States, in May, we celebrate Mother's Day. In June, we celebrate Father's Day. And believe it or not, in July... There is an American holiday that most people don't celebrate. I don't think it really has caught on yet, but it actually was passed in 1994. The fourth Sunday in July is actually called Parents Day, a day where we honor all parents. And although it hasn't quite caught on yet, it is pretty exciting that there is a day for both parents. And I just like to kind of point out that parents don't necessarily have to be those who biologically created and bore the child. A parent could be anybody who brings up, cares for another human being, especially a child. So it's not necessarily always tied to genetics. And it's pretty exciting that this day was commemorated because there's a lot that goes into obviously being a parent on your own, but there's also a lot of effort that goes into tag teaming and raising a child together when doing things on your own, whether you're a single parent, but also when you are calling the shots by yourself, let's say a partner is no longer in the home or a partner is not in the home at that moment, it may be a little bit more straightforward of just saying, this is what we're doing, or these are the rules, and this is why. However, when tag teaming with someone else, when caretaking for a child with someone else and raising them together... There is a lot that goes into that. And the number one thing would be communication. So much can be misconstrued or lost, or even fights can break out in big disagreements over not having positive communication. And our kids, even at a young age, they're really smart. They already know who to go to for what, who is maybe more strict in one area than another, who is looser in one area than another, who is the quote unquote fun parent, who is the parent that makes the rules. And they really learn how to navigate that process quite easily. And they know how to make it work for them pending on the situation. I'll share with you in my house. My son knows that I make kind of the bedtime rules and I'm more strict on the time that he has to go to sleep. But if he asks my husband, can I play five more minutes on his switch? He knows that my husband is going to say yes. And that I'm going to say no. And I bring this up in the conversation of parents day 
because it is crucially important for parents or for caretakers to be on the same page when raising children. Now, that's not to say that you have to agree on every single thing, but at least being on the same page of checking in with each other before saying yes or before saying no, especially when our kids ask us permission to do things on a bigger scale or more important things or things that may be more costly, not just in the financial sense, but also in the emotional sense as well. And even when a child checks in with, let's say one parent over another, or even both that can still present a hurdle to jump over because we all have different ways of the way that we were raised and different philosophies on parenting. And it's so very important really before you even have kids, but especially once you do to be on the same page with your partner of how you're going to handle different parenting situations so that you both show a united front to your child because that can always yield to better results and better outcomes than to disagree in front of your child and then having your child learn, oh, okay, this is who I can go to for whatever the topic is. There are four different types of parenting styles that were established back in the 1960s that put us into different categories about the way that we show up as parents. The first style is authoritarian, and this one is where the parent's approach is a little bit more rigid as disciplinarians. And they don't really have conversations as far as rules with their children. They take more of a stance of what I say goes and perhaps not even including the why it's just because I said so. So the parents who are more authoritarian set up these rules for their kids, which perhaps has their kids being well-behaved because they're expected to follow the rules. But because they don't engage in conversation or in problem solving with their kids, they don't really take their kids' opinion into consideration, and they perhaps may use more punishment as opposed to discipline, which are indeed two different things. And what happens to the kids is that they do follow the rules, but that obedience sometimes comes at a price because they may become hostile or aggressive or are used to kind of following what's set out for them instead of using higher level thinking skills themselves. Then there is the permissive style of parenting. And these are parents who are a little bit overly indulgent, where they don't set too many boundaries or have too many expectations for their children. And sometimes children tend to have trouble with authority because at home, things are perhaps a little bit too loose. Sometimes the parent takes a stance of being their child's friend instead of being the parent and setting up boundaries and rules. And sometimes there's a situation where the child takes the parenting role of needing to parent their actual parents. The permissive parents take the stance of, well, kids will be kids and that's all right. And really don't have too many high expectations for their kids. And consequently, their kids can kind of choose to do whatever they choose and can sometimes get into trouble more than really is necessary. It's great to have conversations with your kids as far as making great choices, 
But the difference with permissive parents is that they don't really put too much effort into discouraging poor choices or bad behavior because they give them the out of, well, kids will be kids. And sometimes children with these types of parents can exhibit more behavioral problems as they just don't appreciate authority or rules. And that may be the case for the parenting style of being neglectful or more uninvolved, where the child has to take more of the parenting stance because the parent perhaps does not have the skills to do that themselves. And sometimes this can lead to knowing more than they should at a young age, because perhaps the parent is involved in things that they should not be, which leads them to be neglectful or uninvolved. The uninvolved parents may have issues with mental health or issues with substance abuse, Perhaps they too had an uninvolved parent when they were growing up and they place that responsibility of being the parent onto their child, not only having the child parent themselves, but even passing on the responsibilities of working or paying bills or managing a household, which isn't the responsibility of a child. And the more balanced type of parents can be perhaps the authoritative style, which is where the parents actually has boundaries set up for their child, but also welcomes conversations, also listens to the child, um, definitely has a great level of communications and still has high expectations for them but also displays a lot of warmth, a lot of affection. The child knows that they're loved by the parent and knows that the parent is a parent and not their friend or a peer. This leads for best outcomes for kids because they grow to be more self-confident. And the authoritative parent takes their child's opinion into account while validating their feelings and making it clear that, okay, we're still in charge, but also making it clear that they're being heard and they really put a lot of time and energy into preventing behavioral issues before they even start and helping their kids make the best choices, but also use problem solving skills to help themselves when in situations while giving their kids the support that they need with positive and supportive discipline strategies. I know that sometimes we don't quite fit into the pigeonhole of one over the other. We can have a mixed parenting style depending on the situation, but it's so really important to understand that a lot of our kids' behaviors, the way that they think, the way that they manage their issues really does come from their youth. And while they don't spend 100% of time with their parents because they go to school and spend time doing extracurricular activities and with other family members, the way that kids are parented does have a huge impact on the way that they become parents and the way that they function in society as adults, which is why it's so very important to be as much as an involved parent as possible to talk with your kid. And this can sometimes be challenging for adults because we forget what it is like to be a child. And there's so many things on our plates and we have long lists of responsibilities that sometimes it seems impossible to really spend time with your child. But regardless of age, whether they are six months old, six years old, or even 16 years old, it's so very important to take out many chunks of your day. And when I say chunks, this could be even 10 or 15 minutes, but to just talk with your child and truly listen. So not just asking them a question while you're scrolling your phone or while you're cooking dinner, 
but really having an uninterrupted moment of time, again, 10 to 15 minutes to have conversations and with younger kids to play. Play is a crucial part of a child's development. And you can learn so much from a child, from your child. And we're so often taking the lead of every single aspect of our child's life that when you're playing with your child or when your child is sharing something with you, allow them to take the lead. And it sounds so simple, but sometimes we're not good at this as parents and as adults because we're used to being in charge and we're used to telling them exactly what to do. That is probably the only aspect of their lives when they are in charge, when they are not following someone else's directions. You can really get a lot of insight from playing with your child. And as your child gets older from having conversations with them and you learn more about your child, if you talk less. Again, because we've been around the block, we've probably been in the situations that our kids sometimes try to get over on us. We try to tell them exactly what to do and how to handle situations. But remember when we fix all of the issues for our kids and when we tell our kids exactly what to do, then we are taking the opportunity away from them, from giving them the skills of handling situations themselves. So instead of being a little bit too helicoptery and hovering over their space and really telling them exactly what to do and how to do it, we may want to think of ourselves more as a safety net, more as being there for support, being there to catch them if they fall, providing them with guidance, but not holding them by the hand and leading them into situations, but being more behind them so that when they fall, And it's okay if our kids fall literally and figuratively because they have to learn how to pick themselves up, dust themselves off and try again. And whenever we talk about parenting, it always comes with a caveat of just do your best. Sometimes we put so much guilt on ourselves as parents that either we're messing our kids up or we're not doing it right. Or we wish we can do things over, or it's because of us that kids may sometimes fall into certain types of situations. And we want to give ourselves grace. We want to give ourselves compassion as parents that This is the only job and probably the hardest job in the world and the only job that doesn't come with a manual. And while there are so many books and podcasts, just as you're listening to this one and so many places where you can seek advice, understanding that your kid and every kid is unique and your home is unique and you and the way that you parent are unique. And sometimes, although you may have a wonderful blueprint, even from the way that you yourself were parented when you were a child, it never quite looks the same. And every generation is completely different and unique and has their own nuances of things that they themselves have to deal with. And the main thing is just making time to build the relationship and bond with your child from the time that they are little. If you start trying to do this by the time your child is 16, 17 years old, it's really hard to build the foundation when they themselves have built a foundation for themselves. So taking out moments of your day each and every day to let your child know that they are loved, to let your child know that they are supported, to let your child know that they can turn to you regardless of anything and that you'll always be there with open arms to hear them out instead of turning to somewhere else or turning to the streets or turning to people who don't have their best interests in mind.
I know we don't hear it enough, but you as parents or as caretakers, you are doing the most you can, the best you can for your child. And know that even when things may not come out the best, there's always room for growth for everyone, for your kids, but including for you too. And know that you can learn a lot from your kids and that you never stop learning and you should never stop aiming to be the best version of yourself and the best parent that you can be as well. So with that, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, Take a breath in through your nose as you feel your belly rise and let the breath go as you feel your belly deflate. Trying to put awareness and effort in making your belly rise and fall instead of making your heart rise and fall. Taking a moment now and thinking back to the way that you were raised as a kid to your parents or caretakers, whoever it was that gave you that time, attention, guidance, and discipline as a child. And despite of these memories either being positive or perhaps less than positive, perhaps showing appreciation for what it is that you indeed did have and letting go of any hardness around your heart and memories if your memories are less than favorable. And as you continue to breathe in and out, whether you are a parent or caregiver, educator, or just a loved one, who has a child in their life. Thinking of their smiles, of their energy, of their joy, and saying to yourself, I am a good parent. I can grow to be a better parent and I will never stop loving my child and remembering that it's not only important to parent your kids but you can also parent yourself with grace with compassion with understanding and with love for yourself letting any negativity go with your exhale and breathing in all the things you need with every inhale. It's always my pleasure. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.